As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's the Civilized Barking Podcast, Zach Jackson, back from bye week, the Browns back to work. It is Thursday afternoon, so uh, the Browns were back to work Monday, light practice, bonus practice, they had Denzel Ward back, and that is kind of the news of the day, the news of the week, I guess, other than just getting back, is that after a three-game absence, the Pro Bowl cornerback, a really important player for a lot of reasons, will be back from the concussion. Um, We hadn't spoken to Denzel until today, he said um, he, he was having headaches, Every day, and frankly, that's why he missed the three games, because when you have symptoms, you can't proceed to the next stage of the protocol. But he said that's behind him. He's been feeling good. He's anxious. He doesn't have any qualms or worries. Um, And so, you know, you always expect to play well out of the bye week, as you should. You always expect guys to be healthier, because even guys that aren't on the injury report or aren't being managed through the work weeks like Clowney and Garrett are. um, You know, just just feel better. They get to, to recenter. They get away from football. They come back. And there's extra time to work on yourself, and there's just kind of an energy. So um, it's been interesting this week to listen. You know, I I usually – I'm cynical enough and, and frankly, have been around long enough to know to not put too much stock into what's said. But hearing it from people who've been in the league a long time, Jacoby Brissett and Mari Cooper, that the Browns had a different energy, had a different focus, knowing that it was win or die against the Bengals, and that translated. We all know that was a complete victory. It was a thorough victory. Um, It ended up being a blowout. You know, for it was competitive in the first quarter and the Browns, the Bengals defense made the Browns work. You know, the Browns defense had some advantages and and, and took advantage of them as the game went on. So with that kind of performance, um, two straight strong performances by the defense, we know the offense has been mostly good. They've certainly scored enough. They've almost always moved the ball enough. Um, this team has failed in the fourth quarter. It has failed in getting connectivity and little plays to go its way. The special teams, um, I don't have any faith in. I don't have any reason to. The defense, I do have faith in. Um, And so, of course, it's never normal with the Cleveland Browns, and we're three weeks away from a quarterback change. Um, It's never easy to go on the road, and six of the last nine are on the road. Four of the next five are on the road. Um, We're going to play in 80 degrees in Miami against a really talented Dolphins offense this week, and the next week you're going to play in Buffalo. And who knows what's up. With Josh Allen, um, it could be 40 degrees. It could be minus 40. There, we'll see. 
but I, I am, uh, let's see. I'm not going to say I'm optimistic because I'm not optimistic about the playoff chances of the Browns. The reality is they're three and five. They have three home AFC losses and it'd be hard to win tiebreakers. and It'd be hard to catch the Ravens who have a much easier schedule and frankly, a defense that I feel better about right now, but I do feel good about the Browns defense. I do feel good about the overall health of the Browns. I think there's a chance that, you know, typical things that go on with every team, um, yes, that's my dog and here on civilized barking. I do think there's a chance that typical things that go on with every team early in a season, as far as figuring out why a guy was in the wrong position, why a guy was in the starting lineup, um, why we weren't more prepared for this moment. I think maybe it just took the Browns an extra week or two. I think it, they just slumped at the wrong time. Um, you know, this defense was, was never going to be great at defensive tackle or linebacker. Um, but it did have great players in other spots. It did have continuity, all of the things that are supposed to matter. And they haven't given up big plays. They made everybody work for everything. Frankly, one third down, um, it, you know, got them beat in Baltimore uh, outside of the craziness of the last three minutes there. So I do put faith in there. I always have faith in this offensive line, this run game, Nick Chubb. Uh, I think Stefanski is is really rolling with, with what this offense can do under Brissett with getting the ball. Um, trusting Brissett to get the ball where it needs to go to, to throw just enough, feeding these running backs. The cream hunt drama is is um, back on hold. We'll see what happens with him in March. Um, and he probably is not going to find nearly as much money on the open market as he believes. But, you know, now the Browns have a chance. And so, like I said, I, I am cautiously optimistic. I certainly think it's going to be interesting both with and independent of the Watson debut. It's coming in a few weeks. He's allowed to come back to practice next week. But anyway, I'm just going to take you through um, this quick ramble. Eventually, I'm going to have on Adam Beasley, who covers the uh, Dolphins, covers the league as a whole for Pro Football Network. But he's based down in South Florida and knows the Dolphins well. So um, we will pick his brain. You know, I think Browns fans, longtime Browns fans know um, Mike McDaniel. You know, he was here with Kyle Shanahan. He was involved in one of the Josh Gordon suspensions, um, the airplane drinking incident, the photo, uh, lesson kids quit posting your pictures of yourself doing everything. But, uh, anyway, Mike McDaniel has gone on to become a hotshot head coach. He was a hotshot offensive coordinator for a long time and he got to Miami. They installed that offense. They traded for Tyreek Hill and they're rolling. And, um, two is an, an impressive dude. And, you know, I think the Browns and, and a healthy dominant miles Garrett can get to him and rattle him. But, you know, we'll see with the Brown safeties and with the corners and with the linebackers, quite frankly. And this defense or this this Dolphins offense, excuse me, will put pressure on you on every single play for every single minute of the game. They'll chuck it deep. They'll throw a quick screen and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle can take it the house at any time. So um, it's a heck of a challenge and, and we'll see. Now, the Dolphins have to tackle the Browns, too. I expect the Browns to come out um, sharp and button things up and just you know, try to dominate in the run game and play a little bit of keep away. So I think if the Browns win, and I think they can, I think they want to win, you know, 24-21, 21-17. Obviously, that's a big ask from your defense. The Dolphins don't mind playing these wide open games they're used to. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they were down big in Detroit. They came back and won. And last week played a super wild one with the Bears where, you know, they got a lead. Um on a block punt touchdown, they gave up 178 rushing yards to Justin Fields 
who's becoming a big problem. And then they, they found a way to help to hold on there at the end. So they're back home. They're six and three. They're chasing the bills uh, in the division. Every game matters in the AFC. And so um, the Browns have left themselves zero wiggle room. And, and like I said, it, it's just not, uh, there's not a real strong chance the Browns can make the playoffs, but I do think they're going to play well in the second half of the year. I do think they're going to play well on Sunday. And I know they're going to be interesting because it's about, you know, getting Watson back and growing for the future. This is what they've signed up for. But the three games in November, um, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks, right? That's some serious pedigree, some serious talent, some serious challenges for this defense to prove it's back, um, to prove they've figured things out with Deion Jones getting in there. With Sonia Takitaki, I got to shout him out. Um, I mean, just a guy, frankly, his entire career until these last few weeks. He's, he's played great. You know, we know what a healthy and dominant Miles Garrett can do. We know what a healthy Jadavian Clowney can do for accentuating the strengths and the opportunities of everyone around him. Obviously, Clowney being the headliner there. And then the Browns have some things you can count on outside of Garrett. And, and a lot of those things are the offensive line and the run game. But I think it's become Amari Cooper, too. Um, and, and you know, this Dolphins defense is not great. Now, sometimes they've been they're just on the field a lot because their offense scores quickly and they're playing different kind of games, but we'll see. Anyway, um, yeah, bullish on the Browns' chances this week and, and think that even though um, climbing all the way into the playoffs or winning the division seems unlikely, it's out there, and we'll see. Uh, in a week, or Deshaun will be on the practice field next Wednesday. Sometime next week or the week after, we'll find out if that Ravens game on, is on Saturday, December 17th or Sunday the 18th. And then, um, you know, we'll see the stakes of these games as they go because they're all big for the Browns who have no margin. And, you know, it's going to be big for the Bills um, with or without Josh Allen. It's going to be big for the Bucks, who are going to have a losing record, be coming off a bye week, right, but don't have any margin, um, need to win their division to get in. And then, of course, Deshaun comes back and the circus comes back to town, and we'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, let's go to South Florida and talk Browns and Dolphins. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So as promised, we go to South Florida. His name is Adam Beasley. Uh, he's covered the league for a long time. He covers the whole league, but he's based in South Florida, as I mentioned at the top. So he covers the Dolphin, Dolphins often. Uh, he was in Berea this summer uh, with the Browns. Adam, we got a lot to get to. First of all, thanks for joining us. Uh, everything good there. I know a hurricane, probably north of you, right? But a hurricane came through. Yeah, we uh, we keep uh, dodging bullets down here. Um, Ian screwed it to our west, and uh, Nicole was to our north. So uh, I've been crossing my fingers, hoping to blow off my roof because I need a new one. It keeps missing us, and my insurance company is happy about it. Yeah. So uh, good weather uh, on Sunday, at least in the early forecast. Us Ohioans are trained to not believe any forecast. Uh, but hot, which can be an advantage for the Dolphins. Now, they put the visiting teams in the sun at the new Hard Rock Stadium, don't they? Yeah, no. If you talk to Bills fans, it's one of the greatest affronts to humanity, the fact that the <laughs> Bills bench had to deal with a little sunshine in that week two game or whatever it was. 
Uh, but yes, there are some real, there's real data that shows that I think it's between 15 and 20, maybe even 25 degrees warmer on the visiting side than it is on the home side. Uh, we're no longer in the heat of summer now. I don't even look right. at the forecast. It's probably supposed to be in the low 80s. I mean, that might be hot for Cleveland. For us, that's winter. Yeah, no, it's it, it is. It's right about 80 for for one o'clock on Sunday. So, um, it goes deeper than that, and we'll get there. But Adam, what's more surprising to you that the Dolphins are six and three, or the Browns are three and five coming to this game? Well, certainly the Dolphins being six and three uh, with you know the quarterback situation in Cleveland. Yeah, you expect them to take some lumps. Uh, it's surprising to me that they're three and five, considering how they played. I thought right. they'd be much worse offensively uh, than they've been. I thought their defense would kind of keep them afloat, uh, keep them in it. But the fact that it's been their defense has let them down for much of the season, that's been the surprise. And and it's kind of the same story in Miami, except they've got their starting quarterback who's blossomed as something that we, none of us saw coming down here. And um, they're able to overcome their their limitations on defense. I mean, the Tua Tungvalu is playing out of his mind. He is the most efficient, most explosive, which is incredible quarterback in the National Football League right now. And there are a lot of reasons why we can get into if you want. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always respected Tua going back, and, and I thought he was talented. You know, I don't think he has elite tools, but it seems like, you know, he's comfortable, right? He's in a system that allows him to get the ball out of his hands. And and these guys are crazy after the catch. Um, you know, what, what, what am I missing? What, what part – of the uh, Dolphins' success, did, did I leave out of that there? No, I, I mean, the pass protection is better, too. Um, that had been sure. a major Achilles for this team. I mean, shoot, I've been covering this team since, well, full-time since 2012, off and on since 2008. And <clears throat> certainly since the early 2010s, uh, it's been an issue every year except for 2016 with this team. Offensive line, just they can't get it together. Uh, they went out and got a bunch of veterans, spent a lot of money. Ron Armstead, obviously, Connor Williams, a below-the-radar uh, pickup in September, actually, was on the practice squad, uh, Brandon Shell. Uh, those three guys have started for the last three, four weeks, and it's not a surprise that two has been only in sack twice in the last three weeks. So I think all those factors that you mentioned uh, are, are playing a role, uh, but I also don't think we should discount the fact that two has taken a big step forward and that players can get better. And I, th I think a, a shortcoming of mine and, and many of my colleagues was we thought what we saw the first two years was who Tua was. And oftentimes the quarterbacks, when you're, you know, 20, 25 starts in your career, you have a kind of a sense of who these dudes are. But mm -hmm. uh, I think there are some extenuating circumstances that, that, that Tua dealt with uh, coming off that hip injury was a big deal, was a bigger deal than I think that we, you know, we acknowledged at the time. And he played for a coach that didn't believe him at all. Like Brian Flores hated Hated coaching Tua Tungabaloa. He might not admit it, but he did everything he could to sabotage Tua's development, intentionally or not. I mean, I, I don't think Brian was, you know, looking to ruin the dude's career. But he, early on in their partnership, he saw what he didn't want to see in Tua. And I think that had a big impact on, on, on Tua's ability to lead the team, to have confidence in himself. And Mike McDaniel is the anti-Flores. I mean, he is... And Tua's even said he has to go to Mike sometime and say, be harder on me. Like McDonald, McDaniel is so positive and so after, you know, affirmative. And he loves picking these guys up and, and making them believe in themselves. And Tua's like, yeah, but I also kind of need some constructive criticism at times. You need to, to, to rough me up a little bit. Uh, and, and they've got, you know, 
uh, Bevel and, and Frank Smith and guys and their, 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 their coaching staff that, that can do that as well. But I, 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 I agree that the scheme is helpful. I agree that the weapons are incredibly helpful. I mean, these, these DBs are bailing 15, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage because they don't want to get put on ESPN. Um, but we also have to give to his credit. He's playing a lot better than I've ever seen him play as a National Football League player. Right. They pick up Bradley Chubb at the trade deadline, which is a big move uh, by any measure. You know, is it just they had the right opportunity and they thought that, you know, they couldn't turn it down? Or is it like, hey, we're, we're going for it this year and, and this is a piece that we needed to do it? Yeah, McDaniel says his favorite position is edge defender. I mean, he's been an offensive guy for decades, but his favorite position, what he goes and watches on one-on-ones is an edge defender. And I think it was 2019 that the Niners and the Broncos had joint practices. Don't hold me to that. I think that's what it was. Well, it wouldn't have been 2020, so yeah, probably. Yeah, so 2019, um, San Francisco goes down to Denver, and and they have these joint practices together, and he's just blown away then by what Chubb, the reps that he put on tape uh, in those practices. Uh, so the level fair has been going on for four years now, um, and I, I do think that both the Tyreek trade and the Chubb trade, uh, you credit uh, Chris Greer, the GM, for figuring out a way to make it work. But I do think that both of those moves were were driven by Mike McDaniel because he knew the impact both those players uh, could have on his team. Certainly, Tyreek has been a no doubt slam dunk move for them. He's honestly he's their he's their team MVP, and he should get league MVP consideration. He's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's right. record. He's on pace to break Michael Thomas's receiving record. He's been incredible, and he's been a big reason that two has been so much better. We've always seen a very small snapshot of Bradley Chubb. He was kind of invisible in that first game, 54 snaps. I don't think he even had a, so, a solo tackle. But we'll see more as, as time goes on. So uh, long answer to a short question is I, I do think um, they they will get more out of Chubb going forward, and maybe it's this week. So Tyreek is one of one. We know that. And I think even if you haven't watched the Dolphins closely, which is – you know, most listening to this, you you see his numbers and, and you know that. But, you know, besides just what, what he does, Adam, um, is it scheme? Is it Waddle next to him? Is it to his development? Like, what, what do you think comes next in, in uh, the list of reasons the Dolphins are off to this good start? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's all that. Uh, there's uh, my colleague uh, Dalton Miller here at PFN did an incredible film breakdown of what you know, to, answering that very question. And yeah, two has played better. And yeah, the scheme is brilliant. I mean, uh, McDaniel is probably one of the five or six best offensive minds in the league right now. Um, but it's easy, not easy, but it's easier to be a great offensive mind when you have two dudes that can probably run under four or three if they really tried, you know? Um, and not only can they run super, super fast, but they're receivers too. It's like some of these speed guys, they can run three routes and that's it. Uh -huh. You watch Tyreek and you'll get a chance to watch him up close this weekend. You watch Tyreek and he plays like he's six, four. Like he goes up and high points the ball over bigger DBs, and he's not a tall guy. He's a very wide guy. I mean, his shoulders are probably the size of a desk, but he's he's not a big guy. And so uh, I I think that's unlocked a lot on this offense that you can run the entire route tree with these two very very dynamic receivers, and there's there's no team in the league has two defensive backs that can run like that, and and, and it's 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 unfair. So you. As I mentioned earlier, you have these 
these, these safeties who are playing 20, 25 yards off the line of scrimmage and two is throwing to wide open windows. I mean, between, you know, the, these over routes are just wide open and it's a little bit like what he had at Alabama at Alabama, he had Waddle and, you know, obviously Devonta Smith and this whole list of really, really good wide receivers. They had by far the most talent, best personnel every single week. Usually you don't have that in my, in the NFL, right? Certainly he didn't have that in Miami the first two years. He has that now, and it's just added to it. Just a huge snowball effect of his confidence growing and allowing McDaniel to call more. And and honestly, if if, if Tua hadn't gotten hurt, I think he would be in the lead for the MVP conversation right now. I think that yeah. offense would be averaging 30 to 35 points a game. Yeah. So we did our, um, as I'm sure you guys did too, everybody does, right? It's midseason. It's MVP time. It's all pro time. It's all of that, right? Um, the MVP voting is always quarterbacks. Tyreek is one of the guys you easily put on the, on the all pro ballot. Right. But I mean, this week you got Nick Chubb and Tyreek. And if you took the quarterbacks out of it, I mean, those are two guys that are among the best at what they do. Um, it yeah, feels and, like, and, I, and I've got a ton of respect for Chubb because he's doing it with a so, so at best passing attack. Sure. Yeah, sure. What, what he's able to do. Um, it's crazy. Uh, it's like Gail Sayers esque. It's really, really impressive. Um, and it's the reason that I'm pretty nervous if I were a Dolphins fan about this weekend's game. Yeah, no, I think the Browns are going to play well. I, I think the defense, uh, you know, has has fixed many of its issues. Now, obviously, Waddle and Tyree create more <laughs> for you, right? But they're going to come down. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be mostly healthy, you know, off the bye week, and, and they have strong performances to build upon. So um, give me your game pick. I, I mean, I think the Browns can do it. I'm not sure. They can hold this offense down. You know, I think they need to get to 24-28, but I think they can. Uh, what? How do you see this thing playing out? I, I see Cleveland scoring on this defense because every team scores on this defense. <laughs> um, and, and and the Browns, you know, from a down-in-down-out standpoint are pretty efficient. Um, I was a coward. The, the, the line is, is minus three. I, I, I took the Dolphins to win, not to cover. Uh, I, I picked 25-24. I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, I think the line's pretty right, to be honest. I think these are these are relatively evenly matched teams. They both have their strengths. They both have some pretty obvious weaknesses. Uh, but look, if, if 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 the Browns get it rolling and they start running the football, they gave up 178 yards rushing to a quarterback last week. Yeah. All right. So if, if they if they get it going, uh, maybe shorten the game. And I see what Denzel Ward's back this week. That's got to yeah. help against those wide receivers. I, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, so Jacoby was there last year. Uh, and Adam, you touched on this at the top and we've talked about it repeatedly. You know, he has his limitations. He's not an elite quarterback, but damn, he's been better than everybody thought, right? He, is this the best version of Jacoby Brissett that you've seen? Certainly better than last year. I mean, last yeah. year was bad. I thought he was going to be out of the league. And when, when, when the suspension was announced, uh, the length of the suspension was announced, mm -hmm. like, oh man, the Browns are in trouble because yeah. Jacoby just cannot carry a team for 11 weeks. And we still haven't seen the finished product. They very well could finish what three and eight, three, you know, four and seven over that stretch. So we, sure. we can't say for sure it's been a success, but he hasn't killed them. And right. that between a, you know, running attack, you were hoping the defense would be farther along than it was, and you could put it together and stick around 500 um, when, when, when Deshaun gets back. But no, I, I think he's been efficient. I think he's been, you know, he's actually taken some more risks this year than he did in my, my in Miami. It was terrible. I think his average a dot was like three. Like seriously, I I don't think he th he ever looked past fifteen yards ever. Yeah. 
So uh, there's there's been more of that, and you know it's 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 been encouraging to see. Um, I, I I really am fascinated to see the the turnaround of this team though uh, when they make a quarterback change that late in the season, and it's such an upgrade from a talent standpoint at quarterback. Yeah, and it, and it will be an upgrade, and everyone knows that, and it's obvious that they're going to Deshaun the moment they can. But you know, I mean, all the numbers say Jacoby has been you know really good, right? Um, you, you take away, honestly, a couple of quarters and a couple of throws. He's been really good based on the eye test and making it work. And it's not ideal um, to make this kind of change right in December. So we will see how that goes. Uh, but you look at the Browns being three yeah. and five and disappointing. It's certainly not laid on the on the offensive limitations. For I sure. can't I can't think historically of a situation like this ever. Yeah, like no, ever, I, like like an like uh, a top five, top ten talent being dropped on a team's lap with five games, six games to go. I've, I've never seen it. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? He, he hasn't played, right? He's never played in the system. He hasn't played in two years. And and these are going to be big games. Now, if the Browns lose this week, their, their slim playoff chances are probably totally out the window. But we all know that they have good enough players that if things break their way just a little bit, they're at least in it in December, even if they can't get there all the way. Yeah. And, and the Dolphins haven't exactly been smoking teams. Like, sure. uh, uh, I'm, they have maybe one victory by by two scores, I think. Uh, right. They lost by 23 points to the Jets. Now, granted, their quarterback situation is a disaster then. But mm-hmm. even these last – they're on a three-game winning streak now. Those three games have been against three of the seven worst teams in football, and not a single one of those wins has been by two two scores. So right. uh, they play a lot of close games. Their their defense doesn't allow them to you know, win blowouts. And, and I, again, I, I – I, I, I think it's a coin flip. I think Cleveland has a real chance to win here on yes. Sunday. I do too. All right, guys, that's Adam Beasley uh, from the Pro Football Network. We appreciate him. This has been Civilized Parking. Um, got some logistical issues as far as getting Miami, getting to Miami that I got to work through, so we're going to cut this one a little short. But thank you guys, as always, for listening, for reading. Um, the plan is it'll be Jason Lloyd and I in the live room a couple hours after the game on Sunday, and then we'll see. You know, The Browns will be back in action uh, against – you know, one of the most interesting and intriguing teams in the league. And then they go to Buffalo next week. So we'll see what happens with Josh Allen. We'll see what happens with the weather there. But uh, we, by the time we next talk, uh, we'll have a lot better idea about the uh, actual pulse of this Browns team and how they stack up against the Dolphins. So thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.